Welcome to Season 2 of the Pogel Podcast. I'm Matt Targa, producer of the Pogel Podcast for the Pogel Project. Pogel stands for Process-Oriented Guided Inquiry Learning, a student-centered approach that guides students in constructing their own understanding of content and helps them develop important skills such as teamwork, communication, critical thinking, and problem-solving. This podcast celebrates the 2022 Pogel Early Achievement Award winners, or Peach Awards. Today, co-host Wayne Pearson, who was a retired chemistry professor from the U.S. Naval Academy, will introduce the project's Peach Awards. Shaban Julian from Webster Schroeder High School in Webster, New York, is our high school winner, and our post-secondary award winner is Andy Aspas from Anoka Ramsey Community College in Cambridge, Minnesota. Wayne, Andy, and Shaban, thank you very much for being here today. And Wayne, I will now pass the baton over to you. So welcome, everyone, to our celebration of the 2022 Peach Awards. What are the Peach Awards, you might ask? Well, in 2015, the Pogel Project Steering Committee and the Board of Directors established the Pogel Early Achievement Award, fondly known as the Peach Award, to recognize significant and enthusiastic contributions of new practitioners to the Pogel Project. The award is given annually to one post-secondary level recipient and one high school level recipient. To be considered for the award, a practitioner must have advanced the goals of the Pogel Project as defined by its strategic plan, demonstrated an exceptional level of enthusiasm for student-centered learning and Pogel in particular, demonstrated some project leadership, and actively participated in disseminating the Pogel pedagogy. It is my pleasure to introduce the 2022 awardees. Siobhan Julian, a chemistry teacher at Webster Schrader High School in Webster, New York, is our high school awardee. Siobhan is noted for her classroom use of Pogel and her outreach to teachers in her school district. She has contributed to the project as a workshop facilitator and as member of the networking working group to further the outreach to current and new Pogel practitioners. Our post-secondary awardee is Andy Ospos, a chemistry instructor from Anoka Ramsey Community College in Cambridge, Minnesota. Andy has always been interested in different pedagogies, but after a three-day fundamentals workshop, he became a dedicated Pogel practitioner in the classroom and an active member of the project. He serves as chair of the Strategic Collaborations Working Group and is also a facilitator for Pogel's virtual workshops. And I'll say I've had the privilege of working with both of our recipients in working groups and workshops and at Pogo meetings. I can say from firsthand knowledge that these are great people and they work really hard. Congratulations on the awards and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much, Wayne. <laughs> okay, so I don't think it can be overstated how significant the Peach Award is in the Pogel community. You have both been recognized not only for your application of Pogel methods in your classrooms, but also how much you've contributed to the Pogel project. How does it feel to receive this recognition? Uh, Siobhan, let's start with you. Absolutely bonkers. Everything that I've done in respect with the Pogel project I have been over the moon about. My my first Pogel project event was actually NCAP 2017. And when I found out I got into that work, to that conference, I was like running around my school shouting. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to NCAP. And then 
it was the facilitator training the next year. And I was like, oh my God, they're never going to pick me. Like, no. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God, And then same thing with Pogel National Meeting in 2019. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So like every single thing that I've done with the Pogel Project, I've just been like, I don't, I can't believe you picked me for this. I am so excited for this. I am so incredibly excited to do this. So needless to say, when y'all give me an award, I just, my brain fell out of my head. I was just, I, you know, dead completely. I am it is so incredibly, I'm so honored. This is so crazy. And um, yeah, it's, it's insane. That's, so that's, that's what I felt. That's what I feel about this recognition. <laughs> Okay, that that's absolutely fantastic. I guess we can see that the enthusiasm part is really, really there, Siobhan. <laughs> Andy, how about you? Well, I yeah, it was hugely unexpected, I guess, you know, because everything that I've been, you know, working for in the Polga Project has just come out of my appreciation for everything that the project does. And, uh, you know, it was it was just real natural for me to want to be involved in uh, some of the working groups and to want to get the word out to others about Pogel. And I guess it never really occurred to me that that would be, <laughs> that, that would be award worthy. So I'm, 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 I'm really tickled that, that I, that I get this award, but uh, more than anything, it's just been an honor for me to be working with the project as much as I have. Absolutely. Well, well-deserved award for both of you. Um, we all have a backstory that resulted in us choosing teaching as a profession. Somewhere along the line, we made a decision that we wanted to teach. What? This is kind of a three-part question, actually. Uh, and I'll start with you, Andy. What led you to become a teacher? How did you become interested in teaching using Pogel? And then why did you decide to work with the project? Well, uh, um you know, how I became a teacher, I, that wasn't a decision that I made really early on in my life or even in grad school. I was, you know, just really interested in chemistry and organic chemistry. But over time, it really became clear to me that I really enjoyed interacting with students directly much more than uh, me in a lab doing my own research. Didn't help that I wasn't the best researcher <laughs> anyway, but I, I really spent a lot of my time uh, uh, thinking about what I was going to be doing with students and, uh, and maybe not quite as much time worrying about what my own research projects were. <laughs> so um, it, it became pretty clear to me early on that I wanted to do, uh, that I wanted to do something academic. Um, I, I was really fortunate at getting an opportunity of, of uh, joining the uh, state community college system here in Minnesota, where uh, teaching, uh, the, the scholarship of teaching and learning and the science and art of teaching is really highly valued. And um, I, I, I really appreciate being in that kind of environment. Um, as for Pogel, I was also really fortunate to be part of a department that was uh, that had a couple of real early adopters to uh, the project and the pedagogy back in the early 2000s. You know, if you can believe that, one of my colleagues went to a, a, uh, one of the very first BCCE presentations where people were really starting to get the word out about Pogel. And um, I came into the department not long after that. So it was uh, a real sort of natural part of our department already. And uh, I incorporated that into 
at least one of my classes already because that was just kind of the thing to do. And, uh, you know, uh, over the years, I, I slowly started incorporating more, but it was still at a fairly, uh, uh, fairly casual level with a lot of other kind of practices and pedagogies and uh, doing a lot of different things. Um, it wasn't until far more recently that, um, you know, after, after I decided to uh, shift away from a lot of my other types of responsibilities that I that I, I really wanted to focus on my own professional development, and that's what that's what uh, brought me into really learning how to make the most out of Pogel in my classroom. Um, it's it's really shown me that um, so, someone can get their feet wet with Pogel and and fairly casually introduce some uh, some of the techniques in, but to really get the most out of it, um, one of the uh, trainings that the project offers that they are so valuable in helping you helping you uh, manage your classroom properly and help your get students get the most out of it. So that three day uh, uh, fundamentals workshop that I went to uh, was absolutely transformative for me in seeing uh, how how much the pedagogy is beyond just the worksheets. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that still treat these as worksheets and uh, and it's so much more than that. It's it's just as important the uh, the the technique that you do in facilitating and the way that the process skills are emphasized and uh, and everything like that. So from there it's been just it, it fits so well with my personality in teaching and it uh, and I think it's become so important recently as, as the light has been shown on uh, a lot of uh, sort of questionable teaching practices as people are moving to Zoom and things like that, that uh, for us to have a really good, uh, um, really good, well-proven um, method for allowing students to really engage with each other, learn the content really deeply and uh, practice these process skills. It's, it's become so important to my own personal teaching and it's become a little bit of a mission of mine to help uh, other people uh, get exposed to that as well. And I think we have somewhat parallel stories. I, I uh, recognized early on in graduate school that I was a much better teaching assistant than I was a synthetic inorganic chemist. And so it's sort of that shaped me in that direction. So I think uh, a number of us have gone down that road. When did you start working with the project? Um, it was not long after my uh after the three-day fundamentals workshop, I, I I was so impressed with how that workshop was ran that uh, I wanted to get involved. So that's when I took the first opportunity to, to sign up to be a uh, uh, to go to the facilitation training, and um, I'm very fortunate to be uh, part of the first group that started doing virtual fundamentals over Zoom, and uh, for us to have uh, you know to to not only show that uh, that it can be acceptable, I guess, to do something over Zoom, but to actually have a really good high quality experience where people and students collaborate with each other and really learn from each other, that can that can happen over Zoom. So I was, I was really happy to be part of that. Yeah, all right, fantastic. Uh, Siobhan, how about you? What's, what's your story? Well, I think it's really interesting that the two of you have already mentioned going to college and grad school and realizing that 
you like the teaching way more than the research because I'm going to now add a third plot line of that to that story. Um, yeah, because I, I, uh, I fell, fell in love with chemistry when I was an undergrad and I went on to PhD program in, uh, in biochemistry and I was there for five years and it basically was five years of me slowly realizing this is not what I like. I do not enjoy this research. I'm not very good at it. Um, and I think like, and it's, I started thinking like, what, what do I enjoy? What do I like? And I kept on thinking, I always loved whenever I was a TA, that was my favorite portion of it. So, um, I also knew though, that like the PhD was not going to happen. My research was just going so poorly. So I, I left the program and I knew that I wanted to be a high school chemistry teacher and that's how I wound up there. So again, didn't really start that until my late twenties. Um, but as soon as I started that, I knew it was the right thing for me. It was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. And with when I started teaching, I also knew from the education courses I had taken that I wanted to incorporate inquiry, you know, into my classroom. I didn't want to be just a regular lecturer, cookbook labs. I didn't want that. Um, but at that time, if you wanted to do inquiry, it would be, you did it in terms of labs. Like you did open-ended labs, students designed their own labs. That was where you pulled in the inquiry portion into your classroom. And so that's what I was doing for about the first three, four, five years. And then I, I very vividly remember, went to a, a conference, the Science Teachers, uh, Science Teacher Association of New York State, their annual conference. And I went to a workshop and this person was talking about literacy in high school chemistry. So not even related to Pogel, but talking about literacy. And one person asked the presenter, well, how do you have time for all this stuff and still lecture? And she said, I don't lecture anymore. I do Pogel. And I went, what? I went, it's like, ding. Like, what is this Pogel of which you speak? <laughs> you know, what, what, what do you mean you don't lecture? What is this magical thing you use that you don't lecture? And I, I, I had to know more. And I went back home after that weekend and immediately went online. I found a Pogel-like activity. It was not an official published one. It was just one that someone had written for high school chemistry, put online, put on their website. And it was on the same stuff that I was doing that week, literally the same topic. I apparently threw caution to the wind like a mad woman, printed it, Handed it to my students, went, we'll see. Like, kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, <laughs> let's give it a try. And it was the fact that when they finished that, they had learned and were answering correctly questions about what I was going to lecture on that day. And that's what sold me. Like, 100%. I was like, wait, how are you? You're correctly identifying these? And it, the words never left my mouth? And you still learned? And like, done. Sold. Sold all in, you know, I, I didn't become involved in the project until a few years later, mostly because, so I never actually went to the three-day fundamentals workshop because I couldn't afford it. It was too far away. Like I would have to travel too far. And as a high school teacher, that's really tough. So instead I sat my little booty in front of the pogle.org website and I dug and I dug and I dug, but I found absolutely everything I could. I was like, oh, roles? Should I have roles? Okay, what are these roles? Oh, look, there's a list of possible roles. Okay, so let's try that. Oh, hey, that seemed to work pretty well. Okay. You know, and I found, like, I read the research 
articles. I read about the different ways of reporting out. I I basically tried to research as much as I possibly could because I knew that I couldn't, it wasn't within my means to go to um, introductory workshop. Um, so my first involvement with the project was, was NCAP 2017. And like, thank God for that, because I was, because I started to feel like I was, like, am, I still, am I still like introductory if I've been doing it, you know, for like four years solid? And I was like, you know, I don't know. And then NCAP came along and I was like, oh yeah. Conference where all I do is talk with other Pogo people about Pogo? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I think just to echo back to what Andy said at the beginning, everything that I've done with the project has been me, in my mind, giving back. Because Pogel has just utterly transformed my classroom. It's utterly transformed how I view my profession and um, my professional development. And I'm really just trying, I'm trying desperately to say thank you. You know, I really am. I'm really just trying, all of this is just to say thank you to the project so much for everything that you've given me. So everything I've done in the project has been with that in mind. Oh, fantastic. I think it's always a good feeling when you leave the Pogel Island. Uh, I know I was the only practitioner in my institution and then I realized there are all these other people <laughs> and they really look at things the way I do. And it's, it's yeah. really a great, great feeling when that happens. It was incredible for me for, to, have, to, be, to go from being the only person around in my entire school who like knew what it was to having these phenomenal conversations. It was, it was unbelievable. It was crazy. That's great. Okay, so th this particular award, the Peach Award, is for early achievement as a new Pogel practitioner. The implication, I think even the expectation, is that your achievements don't end here. Uh, one of the great things about working with the project is that you can work in any number of areas. Uh, it could be social networking or the writing of activities, developing assessment tools, advocating for teaching uh, equity, and, and so on. A lot of different areas. When you look into the future, what are your interests in helping to move the project forward, Siobhan? So this is definitely something that I think about um, fairly a decent amount. I, I've ma I made the decision in my professional life of a couple of years ago when I was feeling overwhelmed by a lot of other things. What Pogel is what I love. Pogel is what I want to focus on. I kind of want to cut out some of the other things that were just stressing me out. And in the immediate future, so I somehow got roped into a second working group. So I am now actually currently involved in two working groups, which was never really on the, on, in the, in the context for me. But then I was like, all right, I guess I'm part of the high school activities working group, provisions working group now, cool. Um, and then I was also really, really excited. Um, uh, I'm sitting on the steering committee for the 2023 NCAP, um, which I've never done before and, but, really jazzed about that because like I said NCAP 2017 was my first experience with the project so I'm really excited to be working on to help plan you know that same conference for future uh future people future uh, people coming into the Pogo project my sort of long-term like pipe dream I am just I feel really really strongly and really really passionately about disseminating Pogo pedagogy beyond STEM beyond even high school. Like I love what Mary Sullivan is doing with writing her art um, Pogels. I like that's the stuff that I just, I really wanna do, I wanna help as much as possible to get, you know, that those that things out there. Like 
yeah, I would love to sit down with a seventh grade social studies teacher and be like, okay, what do you cover and how can we make a pogle? Um, because I think it, this, this pedagogy works beyond just, you know, college chemistry and high school chemistry, you know, it works. And right now we are, you know, there's so much published stuff within that realm, but there's such possibility for so much more. And that's, you know, that's what I see. And I want to try to make it happen with the Pogo Project. I don't necessarily know how, but I want to try to make it happen. Fantastic. I, I think there's room for maybe Pogo activities in opera. Do you think there so? There we go. <laughs> well, like when I actually, <laughs> when I, I, cause I've done some like really some um, informal, like trying to show what Pogo is to the people in my district. I actually wrote a Pogo about opera. That's how I did it. I was like, I'm going to write a poem about opera, and I'm going to use that to show you what poem is, and also to teach you what uh, coloratura is, because I don't think you know. So, and and it's nice because I got like I had Spanish teachers there going, oh yeah, no, I could see how I could use this in Spanish in high school Spanish, and um, like English teachers, and, and they, they're like, this is great. Where can I get a book of activities? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like I. So yeah, I think about that. I think about that a lot, and I want to try to make be able to say here, here's the book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely, um, Andy, where do you see yourself going within the project? Well, I've been really fortunate to be part of the strategic collaborations work group already, and we've got a, a lot of uh, real interesting things coming up. We've um, uh, been able to establish a partnership with the uh, Learning Assistant Alliance, a, a similar sort of group to ours in its structure, but uh, they develop methods for uh, undergraduate students to be embedded within within large classes, but these students are uh, trained on facilitative active, facilitating active learning. So it was a real natural fit with the Pogel project for us to be uh, part of part of the training that that they get and uh, an option for curriculum for that. So we're looking at expanding that kind of partnership and we've got lots of lots of other options and uh, ideas on the future for other similar organizations and similar ways that we can uh, help get Pogel out there. Um, you know, I, I am part of our professional development days for uh, for our school twice a year all the time. And um, I keep thinking how uh, how Pogel is the answer to a lot of these questions that are being asked. There's so much talk about the achievement gap and equity. There's so much talk about about actively engaging students and uh, Pogel can be the answer to so much of that. So uh, I've started to get involved at the state level with uh, professional development and with academic technology and being able to hopefully introduce uh, some of the Pogel project into, into things like that is uh, really interesting to me. You know, I've, I've always been really, really interested in academic technology and um, I've done a lot of stuff lately with OneNote and Microsoft Teams and things like that, that, uh, uh, that kind of pushed the boundaries a, a little bit on, on uh, how Pogel has been implemented kind of in the past. And I think it's great to be kind of thinking about creative ways to use the technology to allow students to interact with each other outside of the classroom, as well as inside of the classroom or remotely too. So, um, 
you know, personally, I'm I'm looking forward to doing some some uh, authoring. I've I've been part of the, you know, I've I've gotten into the pack the collaborative feedback training. That's that's been a great uh, great exercise that's uh, uh, helped me learn a little bit more about about writing and the revision process and uh, just that attitude uh, about how something doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you you try it out and and it's probably mostly going to fail, but there might be a couple of good things and you work at, and you emphasize those and you change up the rest of it. And, and uh, that's how, that's how this stuff gets going. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited, you know, personally to, to be able to implement new things and hopefully help get the word out more. You know, this is, it's such the answer to, to so many of the issues that, that we're encountering now that I, I think it's so natural for us to be, for us to be part of more educators' professional lives. Absolutely. Well, you both recognize that you're going to be a big part of moving the project forward in later years, that uh, uh, Pogel's not stagnant. It's going to change. It's going to adapt to the times. It is going to use the technology, move into different areas. And I think we're in incredible, capable hands. The, that's, that's terrific. I, I do want to congratulate you guys again. And Thank both of you for sharing your time with us on the Pogo podcast. Uh, to let people know, we are going to have official presentations of these awards at our summer PNM meetings. And if you come to that PNM meeting, make sure that you sign up for Siobhan's trivia nights because they are absolutely fantastic. Yes! <laughs> absolutely. And again, I'll say it again. Congratulations and thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Wayne. Thanks a bunch, Wayne. Thanks to all of you for listening to today's conversation on the Pogel Podcast. For additional details on how you can engage with the Pogel Project or its working groups, contact Associate Director Marcy Dubroff at marcy.dubroff at pogel.org. That's M-A-R-C-Y dot D-U-B-R-O-F-F at pogel.org. The Pogel Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to make a donation so we can keep providing podcasts, low-cost workshops, and classroom materials, please visit www.pogel.org backslash donate. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Pogel practitioner Wayne Pearson. Please join us next time when we interview the 2022 winner of the project's first impact award. Until then, enjoy your week.